Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Harley Sealbinder podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk about something that some people might find somewhat strange, but I decided to dive right in. So this episode is about the importance of crying. And I've always been a person who honestly found it somewhat easy to cry. Some guys I know are like, I honestly don't cry very much or I can't cry or I don't like crying. And for some reason, it's been easy for me to sometimes let some tears loose. Maybe I'm an emotional guy. I can't tell. I don't know. But I think that having a girlfriend has also made it easier for me to unlock my emotional side, which is a good and maybe a bad thing, but it kind of shows me the how impacted by emotions I truly am. And I actually, what sparked me to start talking about this is, you know, I go to counseling quite a bit once a week or maybe once every other week. And I actually was crying in the session and I typically don't, but I did this week and I was like, hmm, maybe I should, well, like I've known it like implicitly in my mind. Mm, yeah, crying's probably helpful and it's healthy. And, you know, you hear people say, oh yeah, it's good to cry, let it out. But I never knew why. I never knew, you know, what's the reasoning? Why do people cry? What's the importance of crying? What are the scientific benefits of crying? And so that's what I am looking up today. And so I found this, I found like four or five studies, I'll throw them in the description below, that kind of explain some different things. So I first found that crying actually helps detoxify your body. Uh, Emotional tears can contain stress hormones and other toxins, and crying flushes out these toxins, flushes them out of your system. So sometimes if you're crying, you might feel a little bit better because you're actually detoxifying and there's... You know, I'm a big fan of the sauna. That's a nice detoxifier because you're letting out the sweat. But I guess crying is another form of waste that forms up there. And same with peeing and, you know, pooping. (laughs) But same with sweating and crying, apparently. And that was interesting to see that you actually can detoxify your whole system by crying. And I know some people who don't cry ever. And I'm like, hmm. Maybe you should use a detox session of crying. But, yeah. Okay, another thing that I found kind of interesting. Crying actually helps you activate this thing called the parasympathetic nervous system, the PNS. And the PNS helps the body rest and digest. Kind of interesting. Might help you fall asleep at night. Might help you digest the food that you're about to eat. And it also can help remove negative emotion and give you homeostasis. And I found that kind of interesting. It's like, hmm, sometimes I feel like there's this culture where it's like a lot of guys are like, oh, yeah, I don't cry. I'm fine. When it's like you really don't realize how good crying really is for you. And instead of someone saying you should cry, you should let it out. I know I'm I'm here to say scientifically you'll be happier and less uh filled with negative emotion and less filled with toxins if you let those tears out and 
This is my advice. <laughs> All right. It also helps dull the pain and and releases positive emotions into your brain. And so when you cry, it releases oxytocin, oxytocin, which is like the happy chemical, and endogenous opioids, otherwise known as endorphins, which ease physical and emotional pain and can also help calm you down. And you know, these days we're kind of in this opioid epidemic. Uh, big pharma and doctors and pharmaceutical companies are are pushing that you know opioids are really the key to helping yourself feel better and you know alleviating the chemical imbalance that's in your brain and there honestly was just a study found that that chemical imbalance uh, phrasing is actually not rooted in any scientific data like it's it was honestly a a buzzword that kind of got a lot of people on the train you know it's like that propaganda i learned back in language arts in like 7th grade you know the bandwagon you know everyone everyone's doing it jump on the bandwagon and also the buzzword of you know chemical imbalance and it, you know what's so interesting is that naturally for thousands and thousands and thousands of years We've been crying to give that opioid rush that we all are craving. And, and I really do wonder if these opioids are substituting people from a real medicine that, they're, that are, is at their disposal kind of whenever they want to dispose of it. And it's kind of saddening because I know some people that use opioids and I'm not saying all people use opioids for bad reasons or they've been convinced to do them for the wrong reasons. But I feel like sometimes those people have a harder time crying because that opioid release has already been released. And now there's no, there's less of a need to cry. So they're missing out on some of these other benefits that crying gives. And I just found it kind of interesting because I do notice that when I cry, it's a saddening situation at first, but afterwards it's like, hmm, I actually kind of feel positive. Hmm, that was a positive experience. Positive emotions are kind of flooding my brain now. Same kind of situation when I'm angry. Like rage is also a positive emotion. It's like, hmm, I'm really pissed off right now at this person. Hmm, I kind of like it. Hmm. You know, it's like that same kind of thing. It's interesting that these two negative connotation emotions of anger and sadness are associated with positive emotion. And it just shows how interesting the human mind is and really how complicated we are as people. It also helps you recover from grief, crying does. And I haven't had someone super close to me pass, but I could see how crying could assist in that because, you know, you're t there's something called being attached scientifically attached to some like the scientific term of like attachment theory it's like you're attached to someone and the best way to hedge against this feeling of sadness when you lose someone you're attached to is crying and this all sounds kind of basic and maybe this episode is less informative and interesting than others but i truly want to do a dive into this because 
I, I don't feel like people talk about this ever. And, you know, girls cry with their other girlfriends a lot. And, you know, women cry typically more, at least from the stereotypical perspective. I have the real numbers coming later, but I really do feel like men are, are so good or bad at regulating their emotions that they just don't cry much. And I really don't think that's very healthy. I, I think biologically it makes some sense because it's like, you know, the leader of the tribe has to be strong, courageous, brave, and all of those things and, you know, supportive and, you know, who's someone who's strong, brave, and courageous, but then is crying, you know? So I could see how the top people of societies, like the pinnacle of the hierarchy for the apes, the humans, etc., are the people who don't cry as much. But in my opinion, they're doing themselves a disservice by not crying. And I... I was talking with my counselor and I was like, yeah, I, I even like apologize. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm kind of crying. He's like, it's natural, Harley. Why are you apologizing? It's actually helping your situation right now. And I was like, hmm, hmm, it's helping. I wonder why, you know? And I also found out that crying actually in a sociological, from a sociological stance, it helps other people realize that they should, you know, sympathize with you. And it also helps you realize who in your life is someone that you're willing to uh, share your problems with. Typically, I'd say most people aren't going to go cry in front of a ton of people. It It's not even always that useful, in my opinion. But if you're around someone and it's getting into a deep territory and it's striking some emotions in some way and you're starting to cry, that's honestly an indication that the person that you're crying with is probably someone that you trust deeply and honestly care a lot about and are attached to. And it honestly is kind of a good test. Let's say you're, I don't know, you're in a relationship with someone. Do you trust crying in front of them? If not, I'd say that probably is not a very suitable relationship because that crying is is an indication that you know this person is someone that you truly trust and i just found it kind of interesting and we've all been the person who's been on the receiving end of seeing someone very sad and whatnot and it's it's honestly kind of a humbling situation because you're like hmm this person's actually trusting me with their emotional baggage at the moment and I better be wise in my next words and actions and be a good listener and say the right thing or say nothing, whatever the best uh, option is out of that. But it, we've all been on the receiving and giving end, except I do know people that don't really give in regards to the crying dimension, which I guess that's on them, but I just decided to do this episode because I really do think people should cry more. Not not out in public necessarily. I don't think that's very useful. Even this science explains like, you know, you don't want to you want to cry in front of the people you truly trust. You don't want to let 
people you don't trust or you you don't love see you crying because they could they could use that to their advantage and you know make a fool out of you or whatever and that's not exactly the best thing to be doing when you're trying to heal from something emotional and it's i just find our human uh physiologically phys physiology so interesting and that's why i did this episode a few statistics which i found kind of interesting i could maybe end it with this maybe i'll give a story or two after so american women cry 3.5 times a month on average according to this Til tilburg university research portal and while men only cry 1.9 times a month on average and you know that's it's kind of expected that women would cry a little bit more and but something i found really interesting was that america is on the high end of the spectrum in regards to the 25 countries that this tilburg research portal studied and the the average for men and women is men being one time a month along all these countries and women 2.7 times per month. So America actually is higher in both of those, which I'm not sure why there's probably a ton of reasons why maybe one of the reasons is, you know, we're a freer society freer to more able to express what we're feeling and what we're thinking. And, you know, there's some countries that you might not be as free to express truly what you're thinking and feeling. And one great example here is China. China is a authoritarian country where the government tracks everything you say and do. And you might not always be able to be perfectly honest in regards to what you're thinking and feeling there. And this is what it says here about China. Women cry 1.4 times a month and men cry 0.4 times a month in China. And I found that kind of crazy, but also very, I, I, it makes a lot of sense to me. But yeah, I, I thought I'd do this quick episode on crying and I guess I could tell some stories, but honestly, they're personal enough that I'm not going to dive in, but I hope you guys have a great rest of your week. And this was a short one, but let me know if, let me tell, give me an estimate how many times a month you think you cry. And also let me know if you feel like crying has helped you in other ways and have a great one, everyone. Bye-bye.